There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology, meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain. But it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. Plus, check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold. Now entering Nerdist.com. Put your... Hey, Matt, put your mouth on the mic. Oh, put your mouth that, on the mic. We didn't this mic is great happening. compared to the one I was on earlier. It is oh, nice. On that one. This one, a damn good mic. It's a good mic. I can just kind of be right here and it sounds full. Oh, the, this the, one you got to be right up That's on. not the one. That was the one that Neil Gaiman was on earlier. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's a good one. What are you doing? Maybe I'm, you can, I'm trying to maybe breathe maybe into the essence. You're trying to get Any the essence, essence of, he left on here. God, you're he is to, a phenomenal individual. I uh, Matt ma- <laughs> could have talked to him for seven hours, and I would have listened. Yep. I like it's like I think this is the first time me and Matt were just uh, were like we just re- we were talking to him before you got here. We're just like it's like well, we didn't say a thing, and I, I and we were both like I, but I didn't mind. <laughs> oh, I didn't want great. to. I oh, wanted to just keep fine. on hearing him talk. Yeah, I'm excited to post that one because I was definitely not in comedy mode. I was in. Teach me your wisdom yeah, mode. Yeah, yeah, and, and no, no, I it's just, good to have those every once in a while. It's great. Well, he, he's such a great guy and so genuine and sweet and, and just a, and a brainiac. Plus, you know, he yeah. made me cry. No one makes me cry. Well, I they, make you cry constantly. Well, besides you. Well, whining and crying aren't really the same thing. What? You guys did it. <laughs> wow! I guess it's not By the way, Matt hard. doesn't cry on the podcast. This doesn't turn into a very special nerdist episode. Oh yeah. my god! Please no. <laughs> no, you. It's After just, the you... last one was titled "Sorry, Matt," I don't <laughs> think we. <laughs> I was worried that people might think that you got kicked off the show or something. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry Matt. Matt. See you later. Yeah. C Y Hey. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, great job last night on the Nerdist TV pilot, you guys. I you cannot, great job. No, I was. It was so. You know it, what was really fascinating to me was this is a really great lesson. I was so much in producer mode in my head that I I wasn't like during the show. I was just like, oh fuck, okay, did that go okay? Did that is this part going okay? What happened? Because we had like a, there was a weird camera issue. There was like some sort of a, a timing issue with the. Yes, tape machines that they yeah. were using here to take yeah. the show, so we had to stop down for about twenty five minutes. But, but other than that, like 
You mean at the place we record on the CDs? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but when I think back, uh, you know, when I think back and replay the moments I had, Craig Ferguson was phenomenal. I mean, I can't, I, I can't even begin to express the gratitude that I have for having that guy in my life. Like, he's such a great, he's a great role model. He's hilarious. He's super loyal and great as a friend. Yeah. And Multiple he, people have told me today, they're, they're said, after seeing him last night, I was like, I'm going to start watching that guy's show. He's yeah. one of the funniest guys I've ever seen in person. He's so fantastic. And then our special guest was uh, super uh, awesome, too. And and people dressed up, and it just it just felt fun. Like, it felt like, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with it. I hope we get to do more of them. Um BBC was great with us. They let us, you know, like they they gave us good direction and they but they still let us do what we wanted yeah. and the set looked incredible and just exactly the way I pictured it and you know like I don't know if we ne- even if we never do another one if we don't get to do any more I'm I'm proud I was very honored to have done it with you guys and worked with the team we did and you know um, Boyd Vico and Brad Stevens and uh, and KP Anderson and Kristen Rutherford and, and yeah. you guys like it was so much fun to see Matt Myra in a writer's room like working <laughs> and, you know like actually like pitching jokes yeah no it was, it he was came up incredible. with our he came up with our bit for our uh, David O'Doherty correspondent piece yeah exactly no it, it was funny though there was one of the we'll production meetings be really good because we have a chat again. one of the uh, one of the production meetings um, we were in he was like just swaying back and forth in his chair well Jay James, one of the, you know the higher ups for the studio, was talking, and I kind of had to like just kind of hold his chair. I was like, "Don't, don't." <laughs> and then, he, and then he had his head down on the table. You remember that? He just he put his head down on the table. I was looking at Chris. He was on the other side. I had to look over there. And then, he was looking at me adorably down the table. Like, he was looking at sports on his fucking iPad. I was well, just like, I was like, important things happen. I was like, yeah, put it away. Put it away. Sometimes <laughs> ignorance is what makes me look comfortable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow, that guy, that guy doesn't give a shit. He must know all the... Th- but I got to say, I mean, um, you know... Whether I mean it's easy, I, I'm I'm pretty comfortable doing television after all this time, and even sometimes if I'm not comfortable, I can fake it really well. Yeah. Um. But you guys were totally comfortable on the panel. You yeah. seemed totally like, oh, you do this shit all the time. I was really proud of well, you. It was the podcast with the camera. I yeah. know, I know, but but it's a little well, bit that's more. What I thought of it. It's is. a little bit more structured don't, as a don't TV. Don't get it in my head. Okay, I'll right. be uncomfortable. <laughs> all yeah. I'm saying, Matt, is there are way more opportunities for you to <laughs> fuck it up on a larger scale. Anyway, uh, you did you did great. There was you know, and we worked on things together we've been friends for a long time a decade yeah um and a a decade a decade yeah (laughs) um and uh i don't know it's it was a it was a nice uh uh zenith of moments just to like you know like like the show started you were saying hi to everybody you sang a song for everybody with mike Furman. uh you know you, you never lost your 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 charm and like and to also like see you running around basic you know running the fucking show um and just because you know like your your control freak tendencies of uh, course kicking into high gear i mean i don't know if i can completely take credit for running the show i mean kp and yeah boyd was running around doing a bunch of stuff yeah. it's like, you know but it it was uh it was it was neat seeing that like you know it was neat seeing you like <laughs> are you guys in wardrobe a, let's go over here where's that guy we need that guy over there yeah and it was like, awesome the and I, I wanted to like tell you i was like chris just Start thinking about just being charming. Don't think about this because you you brought together the right crew to not have to worry about that stuff. Yeah, it's I I'm just so you know 
I'm so used to always doing everything myself. Yeah. That's very hard. You know, it's, it's a good lesson. And no, 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 no. You hire people that you respect and trust, which, which we did. Yeah. And, uh, and then you don't have to worry about that stuff. Because then you run, you run the risk of bottlenecking stuff. Sure. Because yeah. everyone will be like, well, you know, I, I, I am supposed to make the decision on this, but I, I want to wait till this guy says it's okay. Then everything yeah. starts slowing up a bit, you know. But, By the way, um, Zenithal Moments is my uh, pan flute uh, tribute album. Zenith of Moments. And Chris Hardwick. <laughs> That's the new uh, Deep Thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> Zenith of Moments. As I stood there. It'll replace Noodle Stories. Yeah, Zenith, Zenith of Moments. Zenith of Moments. Start the hashtags, uh, assholes. Oh, I God. fucking hate Zenith of Moments. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, just, Zenith of Moments is just a pleasant sounding phrase. Yeah, How can you yeah. be angry at Zenith of it's Moments? It's not a thing we declared. It's a thing we just said. <laughs> It's a, which is like some of the, some of the points brought up by Neil Gaiman. Like, it's just like it wasn't uh, like it, now it is canon. Yeah, now it's canon. <laughs> I think that like that that says a lot about, you know, so many things. And, you know, I remember one time I, I said to uh, when I first met Laura Keitlinger, I was like, oh, there's this line you have that's, uh, you know, I've been in so many um, uh, I've uh, shitty relationships. I feel like I should be in a shitty marriage by now. Um, and she's like, she's all, that's just some dumb thing I said offhandedly. It's not even anything I ever said again, but it was on a set I did on TV. And now that's the thing everyone quotes of mine. Yeah, like, and now it's canon. I've had that. I've had that with a couple people like with, um, I mean, we had, did we bring this up with Sarah Silverman? And I was like, oh, you did this great song that one time or like in my vagina. And she was like, what? I go to bar, like, you know, like three or four years ago or five, four or five years ago. And she was like. I did that song one time. Yeah. Like, really? Because it felt like a bit. To yeah. me. It felt like a done a done bit. That happened so much on the show, though. I mean, you know, when the, those in the... Uh, it happens all no. the time, because no, that's no. all we do is talk. Yeah, I know, but like, it's, but I don't remember everything. I mean, No, I don't remember just, anything. It, you know, a lot of the people... And we appreciate you guys paying attention, but, you know, sometimes I'm, I just... I don't remember every fucking thing I say every day, and we, we talk a lot on the show, and we're like... Well, if you, it's different if you're listening, because I feel like we're just talking... And not particularly listening in the moment. It just turns into it's a conversation that we've had. These are conversations so that we, we record. Get the gist of it. And anyone anyone in their life will remember maybe one one hundredth of the things they <laughs> yeah. said in a day. Yeah. yeah. And then and you go so, back and on the internet it's like this crazy thing. And I used to always get that when I would listen to Howard Stern and people would call in and comment on something he'd said the week before. You totally he forgot. Didn't remember saying, but I remember him saying that. Yeah. That's kind of what it is with the podcast. Now people will say this. Baba Bowie, like, Baba Bowie, uh, Howard Stern's penis. <laughs> Myra Bowie. Myra Bowie. Myra Bowie. Myra Bowie. Myra Bowie. I want that. All right. If I'm Big C, you get to be Myra Bowie. That is now a thing. You just Myra Bowie is fucking great. Myra Bowie. God. Because it reminds me of like your boo boo too. It's totally gonna stick. People are gonna start calling you Myra Bowie. Myra Bowie. Myra Bowie. Myra Bowie. Big C's penis. <laughs> no, no, no. Mario Bowie, Mario Bowie, Jonah, Jonah Ray's penis, Mario Bowie. Mm. I don't know. Do you still listen to Howard? <laughs> I do, yeah. So you have the series? Uh, I don't. How do you listen to Howard? Then? The internet. Oh. Don't tell anyone. I won't say a thing. People go crazy for that. You know, uh, Eli does a lot of stuff on Stern Eli Braden? Now. Yeah. Eli, he, yeah, Eli he writes Robin parody songs. That He's a mensch that Eli Braden. Eli Braden yeah. does... It's un- if you've ever seen, if you've ever seen uh, a guy in his underwear on web soup, that's probably Eli Braden. <laughs> I just remember your or a older, diaper. The older brother says, "Hey, Chris, why don't you get all the points?" <laughs> <laughs> and Eli has been doing was doing crowd warm up for us on web soup, like coming because he's a great. He does, you know, he does comedy songs and he comes in and, and he, he does good covers too. And yeah, and, uh, yeah so uh, I'm so glad. 
I always love when people kind of go off and like, oh, that guy's doing a thing now. That's so nice. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 one of the sweetest guys I know. His wife is awesome, and it's just the weird. Still weirds me out that he has two kids. Yeah, the guy who <laughs> makes those songs has kids. The guy who wrote the song about periods has two kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's he's an awesome dude. I like Eli a lot. Yeah. Just one of those guys you come across where you're like, you're like, you're just trying to do funny things and just being a nice guy. Nothing else. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. I did, uh, after we shot the pilot last night, I had, and then a little bit this morning, just sort of a weird postpartum depression. I mean, like, it, it is sort of like birthing an emotional baby. Yeah. Like, when you, when you finish a project mm-hmm. that you've been working on for a really long time, and it's not, you know, well, it's not totally done yet. It still has to be, like, they still edit. have to edit down. The, yeah, I'll be there on and Friday. And we, we must have shot an hour of footage. To I don't want to be in that fucking booth. <laughs> to edit down I don't want to like, be anywhere. You know, 18, 22 minutes. So, wait, what does that mean? I think that's from a, uh, a reference to a joke that we cut out. Ah, fuck me. No. <laughs> like, going back and then trying to. Trying to find. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah that's always. Fun. I'm glad you'll be in on the editing process, though. Yeah, I'll be. Uh, I'll be there for the uh, David O'Doherty stuff, which uh, should be a blast. I'm going imagine. in for that too. Good for you, buddy. Good for you, Myra <laughs> Bowie. Oh, Myra Bowie. Myra Bowie. That's so. Uh, <laughs> Look at how tickled he is by yeah, Myra Bowie. You love. You got. You got your nickname. It's hate. Is what it is. That was the it's face hate. that turned into a smile. Really? You, when you get full of anger, you start to giggle and shake. That's how I deal with my emotions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's the physical reaction of shoving it down your uh, fucking Catholic Boston body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it down. Pushing it down. Giving it up to the Lord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> full of guilt and anger. You didn't go to Catholic school, did you? Yeah. You did. Yeah, yeah. Have we talked about this before? I don't know. This I might think, go yeah, back I think to we not remember what we, we talked about. Yeah, yeah. Well, just but yours like, wasn't all boys. Like mine was all boys. No, I went to, mine I went was to all boys all, Catholic no. school. It is, maybe it's on Nerdistpedia. There should be one, and then they can. <laughs> I can't even fucking everything. get. I put something on Wikipedia because my mom isn't on there. Yeah. You know, I've had to explain to both of my parents how Wikipedia works because they're both because people were putting incorrect information on there. Right. And so I explained it. My mom was like, "Why?" I'm, my name isn't Marge, and I'm not a psychotherapist. Why would you? Are you ashamed oh. of me? I'm like, no, it's Wikipedia. It's user. So I tried to. I signed up. I tried to add on Wikipedia, and I tried to use as the citation in the citation brackets. I am Chris Hardwick, and I'm telling you this is true. Yeah, <laughs> and it didn't like, last in ten minutes. Wow. And they took my mom's name. My mother's <laughs> name is Sharon Hills. She is a real estate. Uh, she works in real Mogul. estate, and Mogul. she works in. Uh, and she lives in uh, Pasadena. Yeah. Oh. Did you hear what they had to do to the uh, John Adams, um, the John Adams uh, uh, Wikipedia page? No. Because of Michelle Bachman, like uh, saying that he was a founding father and when he was, you know, what, he was like nine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, a bunch of uh, a bunch of her supporters went into the Wikipedia trying to change it. So it said he was a founding father. Really? Yeah. So they had to lock Wikipedia had to lock the page so no one can uh, add to it. So they were they were just trying to make a gaff tr- like truth by. Adding mm-hmm. it to the well, there you go. That's yeah. how history is. That's written. how it happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, um but uh, oh, and let's uh, give a congratulations to our good friend Al Yankovic for getting number nine. Number nine. Yeah, we ran into him. He was doing Attack of the Show, and we were starting to set up for Nerdist, and so he came by and said hi. And and uh, and then today, we, today, today, we found out that his he the highest charting album, Alpocalypse, is his highest charting album ever. ever. Ever, which is really hard to believe when you think about, you know, when you think about like a surgeon or eat it or another one rides the bus, like any of yeah, those but going think, back. But you got to think about all the other, uh, the, how big music was in general uh, back then. 
And, you know, like there was like, there was, you know, a lot, there was a lot more records being sold and not to take any way, thing away from Al, but like, it's a testament to how fucking many records Al's still selling. It, which is incredible. Yeah. I actually, I sent him kind of a gushy email and just, I mean, and I never know like when I send, you know, when I send people a gushy email, but you know, sometimes I just feel kind of gushy and I was, I was eating lunch. Um, oh, so that's what reminded you of him. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> girls just want to have lunch. Lunches, <laughs> check them and see. I love. I, I and so I was. What CNN was on, and they were talking about. They showed his Gaga video. Nice. And they came back and they were all laughing. And, and I just emailed. I was like, you know, I hope you understand the impact that you've had on my generation of comedians, like my circle, like just the fact that you've managed to stay relevant and funny for all these years is really inspiring. And I just hope you know that that you know how important that is to all of us. And. Yeah. Um, and so it was, you know, and he was like, oh, thanks, man. I mean, it, that's how I read his email in my head, but, uh, but it was, it was really, it was really cool. And I was really happy that, uh, you know, that he, he did it. He fucking did it again. Yeah, he did it. I mean, I, I really was worried that the white and nerdy was going to be, uh, you know, the, the highest point. Cause that was the, his biggest single was white yeah. and nerdy. And then to four years later, come out in the fucking number nine on the and charts. And the Gaga video is good. Yeah, it's great. They did a fucking great job with it. Yeah, yeah. No, he's good and deserves everything good because he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Um, here was another interesting uh, incorrect fact on on hard Wikipedia. <laughs> was that uh, I get a text from my brother really late. I have a half brother yeah. uh, named Eddie who's awesome. Peter. He's not. His name is not Peter. His name is Eddie. Mm-hmm. Peter. He lives in Maryville, Tennessee. Mm. Uh, he's just married uh, his, his new wife, Belinda. I'm trying to drop as many facts as possible so this shit can be cited. And so I get a text from the other night, and he's like, give it to me straight, man. Do we have a sister named Emily? And I'm like, no, Wikipedia! We don't! And he's like, are you sure? Because I just want to know. And I'm like, no, I promise! Do we have a sister named That's something Wikipedia made up. It's, 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 it's run by the masses. Yeah. Anyone can... Anyone can add stuff to Wikipedia except for the person the page is about for some reason. Yeah. As yeah. I, found. I, I can't change. I want to add and a bunch of stuff to mine. Yeah. Wikipedia is an amorphous mass of of like hive mind. You cannot there's no one you can call. There's no person that you can say I mean, I'm sure there are, you know, they have like they have essentially um there's like a voluntary police force yeah. that sort of goes through and manages all of it, but uh but in general, you you can't just you know it, it's just it's just like it's like it's like trying to punch uh, Sandman my, or something, and your hand just, yeah, goes, just goes through. through yeah, my know? Wikipedia says something about Jonah and I working on uh, something for Sky TV France called the Puppetry de Floppy. Penis. Oh, because on my Wikipedia it just says I'm working on it. It's like a porn puppet thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm working on it with you. Oh, um, I didn't know that. I didn't get. I wasn't at that meeting. <laughs> Bone, um, bone. Yeah, but it says we're working on. And I got, I was, I got interviewed the other day by some travel magazine about Hawaii, and uh, they said, oh, "What's up with this porn thing you're working on?" <laughs> I was like, nah, it's, I, "Who told you that? That's exclusive information." Is it true? <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not working on any kind of porn puppetry. <laughs> I found, uh, I found a DVD um, in a like a 99 cent bin maybe 10 years ago called "Let My Puppets Come." Mm. And it's it's it was made in the late seventies, early eighties. It looks like, and it is it's puppet porn, but like super slapstick comedy. 
Well, like, yeah, yeah. like the first, the first one is this puppet woman and this puppet dog, and the dog convinces him to have he convinces her to have sex with him, and she's like, "But I can't. You're a dog." And he's like, "I've had all my shots." And then this weird little puppet lipstick penis comes Jeez. out, and you see it going in her puppet vagina, and uh, and and it's just full of like, you know, like a guy in a hospital, and a nurse comes in and blows him, and. He was like, that must have been the head nurse. Like, it was all... (laughs) Deanna was uh, uh, showing me... She has this DVD of this thing called Inflated, where this guy just made uh, shorts. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, out of uh, blow-up dolls. Like, uh, yeah, just a little film shorts um, out of blow-up dolls. And don't understand. So they're shorts made out of film. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm. Chris, these do not. These aren't like what shorts Matt like Matthew wears. would wear. <laughs> I wear shorts all the time, guys. No pants. No, don't own them. Well, I own pants. They don't fit, guys. My rabui. My rabui. My rabui. Doesn't wear pants. Pantsless. My rabui. Uh, look at these pants. They go all the way to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Uh, uh, like an archbucker. Uh, too long to be. Sh- too long to be short. Too short to be pants. It's chance. <laughs> I think he had a. I think the song continued from there, but I don't remember the rest of the lyrics. Arge, Arge Barker, Arge, so Arge. fucking funny. Um, <clears throat> sorry, what happened? No, it's sometimes a gassy. I get gassy and my rib hurts. Oh, from hitting the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With your body. With my body. Yeah. <laughs> and so you have bruised, possibly broken limbs. I think it'd be a lot more pain if it if I broke it. God, it's, it's been a weird couple years. <laughs> yeah, it's always. I was like, did Jonah injure himself in the last couple of days? Yeah, Alex was just. He's like, I think you're gonna have to start wearing a helmet all the time. Oh. Not there yet. <laughs> I used to, you know, I used to be really into when I was growing up. I would fall on purpose. I'd do that constantly. Just always fall. I was really into Chris Farley. You know, mm-hmm. I'd always I'd do things to horribly embarrass myself. You know, I remember one time there was a. I was in the back of a truck and a bunch of hot girls from school like rolled up right next to it. And I was like, hello, ladies, I think. And then I like front flip, like, you know, just like almost I could have landed on my neck or head uh, coming out of the truck. But it was just it was so funny to me. But then I don't wait to like I don't wait to get any like reactions or laughs. I I, I like getting up instantly and going, that's so fucking embarrassing. And then running off. (laughs) We've seen that phenomenon on the Web Soup program. That's right. Danny, don't run. Where are you going? Danny, don't Danny run. run. <laughs> That's uh, the guy in that. The guy who played the titular role of Danny Dunturn, um was uh, he's a, he has a really good podcast, uh, Grandma's Virginity. I oh think yeah, I mentioned it before. Yeah, him and uh, and you know the other guy, <laughs> Justin Roiland. Sorry, wow. that's okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Our That's brains a, are kind of mushy. Yeah, our brains are kind of mushy. Saw Justin. Uh, Gosh, why are they looking at me? That's weird. Um, <laughs> oh, people are looking in through the studio. Yeah, Chris, you would be very upset. Because you're Myra Bowie. You got. Oh, we got. You know who I realized we got to have on the podcast is uh, Jeff Davis. Yeah. Um, From like who's line Jeff Davis? Yeah, who's yeah. line Jeff Davis? I ran into him the other day at a birthday party, and uh, right now he's in France hanging out with Eric Idle, George Harrison's wife. Uh, Joni Mitchell might stop by. Sure. Uh, you know, you never know with Joni. It's like, is she, gonna, is she knitting a tea cozy? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. worst orgy in the world yeah, you're describing. Jeff Lynn. And uh, he, he was just telling me all these stories about how, like, they go every once in a while, like every year. Eric Idle has people come out. And, like, you know, it's like he said that one time they were all just, like, having fun, singing songs. And then Jeff says, hey, Eric, why, why don't you play uh, Always Look on the Bright Side of Life? And he said, and he just, uh, and Eric Idle just went, 
like just like straight face. It's just like, no, that's the uh, that's the one I won't do. <laughs> so it's the one song he will never play for people. And then he said that he told the story about how they finally get Joni uh, Mitchell to come over because she never leaves her house. She finally comes over and they're all singing songs and. Uh, she, she was trying to remember some of her songs, and then Jeff Lynn's like, "I'll I'll play them, I'll play them." So Jeff Lynn, you know, from Jesus ELO, Christ. is like playing the songs for her and like elbowing Jeff uh, Davis, going like, "Can you believe this?" <laughs> <laughs> like he and like he was just saying how like Jeff Lynn is like nerding out over this. And then, Lynn, um, uh, I thought you were gonna say Joni Mitchell. Then was like, "Always look on the bright side then, of so, life." Like she like you know she sang a song and uh, and everyone was like, "Oh, that was so awesome." And then uh uh like. Just instantly, Eric, Eric Idle just starts playing. Always look on the right side of the line. Oh, there you yeah, go. Yeah, that's a really good story. But he's got tons of fucking crazy stories, man. Jeff yeah. Davis is a great, phenomenal improviser. I did my Who's Line auditions with him. Oh, like, no forever, way. forever ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's great. He's yes. a he's a classic, like a, a classic Lothario. It's like always in a suit, always a drink in his hand. Looks great. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Myra? I Louis? was gonna. Say, oh, nothing. Come on. <laughs> I was gonna say that Jeff Lynne produced a couple of uh, tracks on Regina Spector's last album. Oh, he did! Oh, yeah. really? I was I was such a huge uh, huge Jeff Lynne fan. Yeah, huge. Remember uh, when uh, Nick Thune played Jeff Lynne and uh, when we did the uh, oh, we the did traveling, traveling Wilburys. <laughs> Who was I? I was Dylan. Maybe you were Dylan. Ackerman was Tom Petty. George Harrison was played by uh, Mike, Furman. Mike Furman. I was yeah. Roy Orbison. Uh, like a weirdly retarded Roy Orbison. Yes. Uh, and um, and it was, uh, what was the song? Everybody, uh, got somebody uh, to lean on. What was, the, what was the parody? Um, what was the parody? Like, how did it, something about packages? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it was Ackerman came up with this bit where we were, this is for the CDR Christmas show, right? So yeah. we were, we played through the whole show. We played people on and off. And it was, the, I think it was the post office had hired the traveling Wilburys <laughs> to sing songs about how we would handle the holiday packages yeah, with yeah. care. But I can't remember. Yeah. And this was probably like five years ago, right? I can't remember yeah. how it went. But it was really fun. And we all, yeah, we all played. Uh, yeah, I remember my line was real creepy as Orbis said. It was like, uh, I'm so tired of being lonely. I still have some jizz to give. Won't <laughs> you please open the package of jizz I made you, please? I'm was it really? Yeah, something really I still gross. I some jizz to give? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jizz a give? Jizz a give. Uh, that, was, that was fun, though. That, but like, I yeah, Jeff totally Lynn was uh, Nick Thune. <laughs> we kicked out Nick Thune. Everyone was a dick to a Jeff t- Lynn. Yeah. <laughs> and like, ever you said, you were like, you're like, what are you even doing here? Oh, I did? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you even doing here? <laughs> we got to get, uh, we're going to get Ackerman on the podcast. Yeah, that'd be great. It's been a while. It's, he's long overdue. I'm doing Marin's podcast this tomorrow. Really? Yeah. You, gonna, you guys going to fight? We're probably gonna fight, and we're gonna talk about. You I hate don't know, me, we're don't not gonna you? fight. Not gonna fight. Now, why uh, are they making your podcast a show? They're making his a show too. I yeah, think. it sounds. He's got NPR, some good. Right? He's got his some. No, no, no. It's like a. Um, it's a yeah. It's a it's a narrative. It's a scripted show. I mean, it's like it's just like it's a. It's not connected to any station. Station in the Teddy Network. It's on my <laughs> production company. But Ed Asner plays his dad. Fucking great. Um and uh. Who's in it? Fucking uh, Sean Patton mm-hmm. plays like a stoner guy in it. And uh, oh, Matt Smith from Breaking Bad is in it. The show's going to be probably pretty huge, I would yeah. imagine. Yeah. But uh, fucking about, I mean, he deserves it. Like, it's about time that he gets, you know, like he gets to enjoy success. Yeah. It's been been a while. And it so has been he a while. deserves it. 
I remember we were the three of us were on a show at the House of Blues, and they uh, Carlin died. Yeah, and I remember you were on stage, and uh, you were doing some like you know just some of your material, like some of your nerdier material. I remember he was just like, <laughs> just like is that real? Is that even real? That Good guy, gets, that guy, that guy gets laid all the time, man. He does. Like, yeah. And he's just like, you know, I, I wasn't. And then, it, of course, I, I then, wasn't aware of that. And then, uh, and then it just, of course, it's married so quickly. It just goes, it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, just, <laughs> I, I, I had a place where my, my, my career was going somewhere. It just like <laughs> devolved. And now he's fucking huge. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's I, great. I think though. it's great. I think I love, I don't really listen to any podcast except for his. Funny people deserve to be, to get, <laughs> it's like funny people deserve, because there's so many things in this world that, that aren't that get watered down and aren't funny and it's like really I mean you see scripts come through during pilot season and you're like this is really the best that this is really what yeah. you're gonna put on you know so you know when when Louie gets a show and when Marin gets a show or when Whitney gets a show it's just it's good for comedy like when comics yeah. when comics do well it's good for everyone it's yeah. good for them it's good for us it reminds people that that you know. That that comics can carry shows, and mm-hmm. you know can't that that there are you know there are still some super comics left in the world, and it's just nice. It's it's good. It's good for everybody. Yeah. So yeah. I'll do. I don't know what we're gonna. I, I, who knows what we're gonna talk about tomorrow? Maybe it'll be serious. Maybe it'll be fun. Maybe there'll be tears. You're doing it tomorrow. Yeah. So I don't know what's gonna go up. Wow. But we're just recording it tomorrow. Oh yeah, yeah. He he backlogs them pretty far. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but uh, well, tell I, him I said hello. I will. <laughs> I will. Yeah. I, I think did. he's on meltdown soon. I did it. Uh, I did his show a couple of years ago, and then of course he did ours this year. So we're going back. That was fun. That was a fun one. It was a really fun one. We did it at the Cat Ranch. Yeah, I like it. I like it when he when he riffs because it's like it's something you don't really see him do much or hear him do much. You know. Yeah. Just like get into a riff session. <laughs> it's fun, you know, and it's it's fun in the podcasting verse to sort of look around and then you know we'll we'll get someone on the show and be like, oh yeah, we got this person. And like. Oh, but Mark got that person, and it, it's not a, it's not like an aggressive, like competitive. It's just or sort of is like, that week when we all get the same person. We know that just happens. That's yeah, just no, like, like, you know, when, town, yeah. Sometimes when people town, are in town or they're promoting something, mm-hmm. and yeah. they just kind of make the rounds like they would on a talk show circuit, and you know, it's like we all have different takes with that person. Like you get you you see a different you see a different shade of that person by whatever the show brings out of them. So it's you know, I, I personally could listen to the same person on five different shows with if if I, there were five different people that I liked. Yeah, you know, yeah, talk, yeah. talking to them. Well, yeah, he'll get he'll he gets a a certain type of information it's just out of good because it just sort of keeps you know it just keeps everyone on their toes and it's just like oh yeah. you know there's there's people out there that are doing really amazing work and you know we better focus like it just it just keeps you it just yeah. keeps you focused. You know what I who I wish would start a podcast um and kind of did in a weird way and this is going to sound weird but did you guys ever watch any Raw Nerve with William Shatner? Yeah. I did not watch Raw Nerve. I watched I downloaded a couple episodes Owls one being one of them um uh but it's a it's like if he just had a interview podcast I would listen to that constantly. He's good. There's no way he would do it. No. Cuz he would probably want. I mean, at his point, at the point in his career, he probably would need an enormous amount of money to. We could just get. But how much money could horses. he have really gotten from Ron Irv? Uh, well, I mean, you know, if he was a, if he was a, had a stake in the show. And, yeah. What know, channel was that on? Uh, that was on A and E. Yeah. He probably did. He probably did all right. He's got this new movie coming out where he in it's called the uh, Chat My Dad Captain. <laughs> I think it's called Captains, where he interviews everybody, each captain in Star Trek. He interviews everybody, all the actors. Janeway? Including yeah, Janeway and Chris Pine too. 
he oh, that's why that picture came out yeah, of them, uh, picture arm, of them wrestling. arm wrestling. Chris Pine and Shatner arm wrestling. That is a pretty fucking awesome idea. Yeah. Yeah. So like he goes and talks to them about how, you know, sort of Star Trek has affected their life and you know how I started this thing that you're all <laughs> milking off? Well, really, that was Captain Pike started that. Well, I mean, if you want to get the only thing that missed semantics. was you pushing your glasses up. Oh. There you go. Damn, these glasses. Damn. Yes, sir. I, I damn, damn these the... glasses. I love Bill Macy. Not William H. Macy, who I also love, but Bill yeah. Macy, who played that character in uh, in The Jerk. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever... There was. Did you ever see B. Arthur's old sitcom Maud? No. And there's Maud. Might have been a Norman Lear show, but it I can't was. remember. It, it was. It was a spinoff of it, All in the Family. Oh yes, it was a spinoff of All in the Family, just like the Jeffersons and yeah. and and um, Jeez. and it was back when they were making those like real, you know, like and Maud was one of the first Maud first sitcom they ever said bitch on. It was one of the first sitcoms that had a really strong driving female protagonist. Oh wow! Because it was sort of it was sort of born out of the women's lib movement. And Maud was a, just a fuck. That's going to catch all the peas that you pop if you don't put that cover back on. Any. Okay. What's your favorite kind of uh, pasta? Uh, sp- ah! Ah! <laughs> wow. Macaroni, I meant to say. You didn't, though. Spacaroni. You, you sound like you were just going to say spasta. Spacaroni. <laughs> Dude, I totally shot spacaroni over this chick's meatballs. Uh, Mike, yeah, yeah. Mike then she turned it in for her. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but 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 Bill Macy, he just has that really kind of frenetic. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if Maud's got to be on Netflix. There's no reason that wouldn't no, be on Netflix. Not. Are you serious? Yeah, I don't think any of the Norman Lear stuffs. On I Netflix. can't remember. The guy wants too much money. He's awesome. I can't remember if I haven't seen Maud in so long, so I don't know. That was one of those ones that would have like real serious moments yes. in between the jokes, and I just, which was of course Norman Lear's um, yeah. trademark. Yeah, was was breaking out of the sort of. Um, that 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 kind of America and families are perfect bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah which Roseanne did really well too. Absolutely. Yeah. But and now it's funny because every, as I've said before, pretty much every protagonist on television now is despicable. And then yeah, and yeah. Then Roseanne they won the lottery for that season, and then she realized that was the last was one. No, that's, that's I don't even really like to even think about that season at all. And then Dan died of a heart attack. That was what that was like her what fantasy, a slash right? and burn. Yeah, that was, just, just like, was that just John Goodman going? I think I'm done with yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Oh, good. They're trying. Uh, they're trying to figure out how to kill off Charlie Sheen. Uh, oh, like Chuck, really? Chuck Lorre wants to kill him in a horrible way so that he can never come back. That's perfect. His character can never um, come back. So when they go back, something will have happened. Um, well, I mean, I understand all of the ways they could. Do I, that. I can share you know, with you I've, the joke that I did on Chelsea about go. it. Go. Why don't they just show footage, show footage from his violent torpedo of truth tour and watch him dying on stage? Ah. Bam! Bam! Pow! Good or one, Chris. They should, they should, they should cut him in half and have what him a, be the half in two and a half. What a weird sort of thing that was. That was like so the, public. The world, no, but I just like Charlie Sheen was like at the forefront of everybody. Became the consciousness internet for two weeks. Then what happened? No one gives a shit. Well, it's like, it's like, enough it's, that so, enough a real, a real like thing I, happened, like enough, a, the fucking earthquake. Well, when and I, when I went to Detroit, yeah, but people like those distracting celebrity yeah. mind mind melt stories. But <laughs> when I was in Detroit, and that was the first city that he came through, and I asked the crowd, they're like, "Did you go see the violent torpedo truther?" And they were like, "No." And I realized, oh, you live in Detroit, you can see crackheads for free. <laughs> you don't have to pay seventy five dollars, yeah, like base for a ticket. Like enough people thought that was a good idea to promote the tour and like actually put together a tour. And it's send well, them listen. Out. 
in theory, it's an excellent idea when yeah. he was getting that much press. It's just yes. if he had had an act, yeah. if he had had an act, or just an he, extra month to put something. If he had had an act, he would have fucking crushed it because if he had been able to actually be funny with that attention, yeah. then it would have it. He actually, it actually would have taken. But you know what? The fuck? It's just whatever. You know, there's there, someone's developing another show for him, and he'll be yeah. on television again in no yeah. time. Yeah. And and once again, like all insane behavior will be completely uh, negatively reinforced by mm-hmm. by the entertainment business. Fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. It's just so funny. It's just like, how hard do you have to fuck up to not to have people just go, yeah, let's not do this. <laughs> um, OJ, Michael Richards. Oh, well done. <laughs> Touché. <laughs> that was a light high five. Yeah. Light five. Light five. Light five. Uh, um, oh, you know what? Uh, Dom, one of the uh, uh, nerd melt interns, uh, was. I think OJ and Michael Richards would make a great two man show on the road. <laughs> My, the, Michael, but I understand. The, the, not, wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Michael um, Richards. Is... Um, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say uh, Dom from Nerd Melt, one of the interns, really funny guy. Uh, taught me a new high five where you you high five and then you thumbs up and then you slowly drop down and it's called the Terminator uh, the Terminator <laughs> Two high five <laughs> when he's descending yeah. into the when he's descending into the molten metal yeah that movie's so good I saw that I saw that in the theater when I was seven years old that came out in ninety one right yeah I saw it in the theater too yeah. yeah liquid metal I I tweeted I. It's funny because I have this Terminator theory about the uh, the T-Mobile girl being the TX, the Terminatrix model to the Verizon guy's T-800. <laughs> so I tweeted that and she tweeted back, oh, I should probably watch that movie. And I'm yeah. like, really, you should watch all four so you can understand the entire universe. Hashtag, why am I telling you this, hot girl? You're never going to watch all four Terminator movies. She, she doesn't need to watch any of those. <laughs> She's just fine. Are you sure she doesn't want to see Engineer number two and got, Terminator three? Yeah. I got sad. That was your MySpace they, picture for a long they time. They took down oh, her, God, uh, I hate myself. her billboard. On, uh, they're the, everywhere. Had, no, she had a giant on the side of the building on, on Wilshire. What is her? T- her name's Carly Folks. Uh, super hot. Carly Super hot. <laughs> I think her Twitter is folk. Eh, it's spelled like F O U L K E S. She's Carly, I think. Super hot. Like iCarly. Like Greta was happy that they took the billboard down, so I wouldn't have to talk about it again. Because like I would talk about her a lot. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. Let um, me ask you this: Did you buy a T-Mobile phone? Though? No. <laughs> uh, when you when I saw Terminator Three in the theater, I turned to uh, Heath, who is my roommate, and uh, I said, "That's Chris Hardwick." <laughs> you recognize uh, Chris Fatwick? Yeah, I recognize Chris Fatwick. That was, Chris that was Fatwick. not a good time. I mean, it's fun to do the movie, but it was not a good time emotionally for old Chris Fatwick. <laughs> Who now? I mean, when I look at older pictures of myself, I look like I look like my own fat brother, Peter. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Peter's a perfect name for that shit bag that I used to be. <laughs> perfect name. Yeah. Hey, but that's the shit bag I met and became friends with. I have the shit bag that uh, probably bought you uh, beers and mm-hmm. Jack in the Box when I drove you home. I met a sober Chris Hardwick in 2007. Yep. That's you met right. a very drunk. Jonah Ray. I had a very drunk Jonah Ray who did not remember meeting me. No. Didn't. <laughs> and giving me his phone number. <laughs> yeah, so if you ever want to get together sometimes to talk about feelings. <laughs> yeah, that's probably <laughs> yeah, that's probably about right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, hey, I'll man. tell you about these great things called pants. 
<laughs> Guys, I had pants. And then you, I know, I know they're all too big now. So, I mean, when do you, do you hear he lost weight? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, That's, that was so long ago. Do you know this year, I think in October, October is eight years since I quit drinking. Oh my God, that's wow. almost a decade. What a different time. I kind of remember those days, but they, they seem like someone else's life. It's, they seem like, like that. They say, it's like I, the memories that I have are like watching a slideshow from someone else's life. Like, like the, uh, who's the family that, like, that writes songs to the slideshows? The Trachtenberg, Trachtenberg family. Yeah, the Trachtenberg yeah. family players. I feel like that's like, I feel like I found someone else's slideshow and sometimes I can just load it into my brain and get these images and like, wow, that guy was fucking nuts. I'm like, oh, wait, I was that guy. Yeah. You drank like throughout the day too, right? Well, Jonah, I don't mean to brag, but uh, shower beers. Well, what? <laughs> breakfast beers. <laughs> Here's the thing: I was probably drinking somewhere in the neighborhood of fifteen to twenty beers a day, and then Jesus, Christ. and then kind of near the end of the night, you know, just to sort of. You know, like those, you know, like those uh, extra dynamite power packs that Doc Brown put on the steam engine to give yes, it the extra kick to get it to 88 miles per hour because the horses didn't work. Yeah. Because hmm. even if you have 100 horses, they're well, still going to go once. The world, uh, well, yeah, imagine those made out of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, and then occasionally I would do a couple shots at the end of the night. Sambuca. I would do Sambuca shots at the oh, end of wow. the night. I know. I, I, I'm not, I don't know how I'm not dead. This comedian named Bob Powers and I did when we used to run the um, the show, the the comedy show at the Gypsy Cafe in Westwood. We did this thing one night called the Beer Olympics because Bob was a big drinker too, and for some reason we were both proud of what what filthy drunks we were. And so we did this thing called the Beer Olympics where we came in character, and I got this Batman cowl and cape, and I was the logger bat, and he was something else. And so we would have to do these tasks and then like pound beers. I drank a fucking lot, and then went to a party after that. At, uh, oh, at Lauren Graham's house. Oh, my God. I know, Gilmore. name dropping. Get over it. I'm giving you the context I of the story. I love Gilmore Girls. And so, uh, and was really drunk there. And I think she was even like, uh, you don't look good. And then, uh, and then went back and hung out with, uh, with another friend of ours and, and drank some more. Like, it was, it was an insane wow. night of, wow, how am I alive? And, uh, and I just think back to those times. And so, when you drink that much, what happens is, um, alcohol interrupts your sleep pattern, and so you don't ever sleep well. And so I would wake up at like 6 o'clock in the morning, having gone to bed at like 2, and feeling so awful. And part of why you get a hangover is that, you know, I mean, the, like some people have, oh, it's hydration. In it. But part of it is um, you're going through a chemical withdrawal. And so that's why having a drink will make you feel better, like yeah. having a bloody movement. So I wake up Hair at like... Oh, the dog. That's right. <laughs> So I'd wake a <laughs> little heroin of the dog. Heroin of the dog. So I'd wake up at like six six thirty in the morning and be like, "Oh, I feel awful. I'm gonna I'm gonna pound a beer oh, and go back to sleep." And so that was sort of a that was a pattern in the end. And I remember waking up at uh, I talk about all this shit in the Nerdist Way book. Um, I mean that's a part of it because I just assume that you know people can skip that chapter if they want, but. Part of it is like, well, if you're an obsessive nerd, there's a chance you might have a substance abuse issue, you know, if you obsess over things. And we tend to have these brains where we try to silence our inner monologues, which is, was a lot of it. Anxiety, yeah. you know, like self-medicating. And, uh, and then you realize, like, but alcohol is a depressant, so that kind of makes it worse in yeah, the long yeah, run. Yeah. It's a short-term fix, but a long-term uh, problem. Mm. Makes it worse in the long term. So uh, I would have these moments where I would I'd get up to pee or whatever and then just have a beer in my hand. And it's like 6.30 or 7 o'clock in the morning. And I would just catch my, you know, my flabby bag of donuts reflection in the mirror. 
and just kind of laugh to myself and go, <laughs> this probably can't go on much longer. <laughs> this is probably not like I, I knew in the back of my head kind of near the end, like this is probably a bad way to live. Did you romanticize it at all? Of course, yes. You know, there's a certain, there was almost a weird badge of honor that I don't fully understand why I thought it was awesome. But like the fact that I knew that I could drink more than most people, especially for being a small guy yeah, uh, who was just, you know, a little doughy. But um, there was a weird, like I, for some reason I thought it was awesome. Like I can drink super fast and I can drink a lot and I never black out. And I was always a pleasant, I was never like a shitty, shitty drunk. I never got violent, you know, just... I just got yeah. uh, super, super fun. I was the super me. You yeah. know, it was all. I, I'm a firm believer that, you know, because a lot of times I'll meet people and they'll go, "Yeah, I was worried I drank too much, so I took a month off." And I always feel like if you're worried, if if you even think in those terms, you should consider maybe that you might not want to do it at all. Because because people who don't have the booze gene, they just don't think about it in those terms. Yeah, yeah they just don't think about it. They're just like, oh, "I'll have a drink. I can take it or leave it." They don't ever think about. Did I have too much last night? If I don't do it for a month, that means I don't have a problem. Like most people just don't think I, in those uh, terms. Man. And if you do, then maybe you should consider. I'm not saying you do. I don't. I'm not the kind of person that thinks everyone who drinks has a problem. Like alcohol is not a problem. The person makes is the problem. Yeah. So I, I'm just saying, consider the possibility that maybe you, know, you might want to get some counseling or just see, just yeah, see, yeah, yeah, see, yeah. see. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't think I have the gene because, like, I don't really drink or miss drinking i used to i drank in college but never never blacked out nor did i ever really crave it or yeah i've never i've never blacked out i mean i know well, we, i don't we've remember meeting me <laughs> um well there's a period of time I, that you have lost well to be yeah. fair you might not have been memorable uh, yeah I, I meet a lot of people matt um <laughs> um okay i guess that that could be said but that was uh you know that was that was purposely drinking to forget. That was just yeah. like a, that was a time. Chris was there yeah, uh, a couple times. <laughs> oh yeah. But you know, um, yeah, I've never, I've never really had spats where I just like wake up. I'm just like, what the fuck happened? Or, that never really, I always had a sense of where I was. Yeah. Somehow always had the presence of mind to be like, I'm just going to take cabs everywhere. I would never drive yeah. when yeah, I yeah. was freaking. Or ride bikes home. Or ride bikes home and run into Chevy Tahoe. The trucks, worst part right? was it was really a testament not to because i really had like uh two drinks that night and it was more just the fact that i had these new handlebars like on the peewee bike style mm-hmm. where they come out this way yep. and i was just making fun of deanna for not being fast enough yeah i've uh, I and like not afraid to like swiftly turn my wheel did she make fun of you for not being not injured enough <laughs> hey i have ribs that don't hurt jonah yeah, yeah. No, she's incredibly sweet about it. She is really the like the best thing in the world. And like like how I would uh that that's a testament to how much of a dick I am. Like I, I was like, like I was surprised that she wasn't making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> really? Because I'd be making fun of you. So I don't yeah, know why. Yeah, yeah. What is the what is this thing? Why do you care? Why are you not attacking the thing that you love? That's yeah. what you're supposed to do, isn't it? <laughs> and then you just start punching her. Yeah. Why are you not attacking me? <laughs> I'm flawed. Can't you see that and point it out? Yeah. <laughs> I was thrilled last night to see that there was a a, a dozer, yeah, and a fraggle. They uh, they came together. That are a couple. They are yeah. a couple. Oh, they are a couple. And they perform at Matt's open mic show. Yep. Oh, and I did not recognize them. That's a good. It's a good costume. And then on Twitter, Ben was like, "You didn't recognize me, did you?" And I was like, 
What? <laughs> is it wrong to call people who are really into Fraggle Rock Fraggots? No. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's yeah, what yeah, they. Well, all right, you said no, you said yes, so I guess we're somewhere in the middle. It's kind of a great. Oh area. no, sorry, I was I was saying yeah, it's like yeah, it's oh, a it's great okay. name. Okay, yeah, I was um, a total fraggot. There's a couple, yeah, there's a couple of husband wife open micers that go to my show. Gobo Moki Wembley Boober Red, which I think is odd. Is that not odd? I just think you need to dance know. your cares away, man. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's like the worries that you have. There were your worries but, should just be for another day. For, oh, no, 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 no. Your worries are for another day. Oh. Dance your cares away. Do you know that in my basement, my sister convinced me that Fraggle Rock existed because we had in your this, basement in my basement because we had this. Uh, we kept an old man as a prisoner, and he had a puppet dog <laughs> named Sprocket. <laughs> we had uh, like you'd open up for for like the electricity, and and some of where the uh, plumbing was looked. A shitload like Fraggle Rock, like just you know, to Down my, to to my young eyes. Down to Fraggle Rock. So my sister uh, convinced me that Fraggle Rock existed down there. So I would often Before go. Mine and, young I would eyes. go and wait for Fraggles. This was last month, right? It was Tuesday. 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 Yeah. And when did you realize? Wait a minute. There might not be Fraggles living underneath our house. Not convinced that that hasn't happened yet. Really? I mean, it, mm. the house is still there. I thought Candyman existed for a long time. Really? Yeah, yeah. It was one of the only horror movies growing up that really fucking freaked me out. And I remember my brother knew it too, and he would. It was the only kind of Big Brother thing he ever did, where he would uh, we uh, we'd be in the like you know like brushing our teeth before bed, and then he would uh, he would push me down, and then run out the bathroom door, turn off the light, and just hold the door closed. Uh, but all the while going Candyman, 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 and then oh. holding the door closed, and like I was so scared, I wouldn't think to turn on the light. And I was just screaming, you know, pounding on the fucking door. So fucking frightening. Horrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, uh, and then uh, the second one came out, and then I stopped being scared. When I, <laughs> when I was seven for Christmas, my brother had gotten up before me, emptied out the stocking, and filled it with coal. Uh, so when I got up in the morning and saw all the, just check my stocking first, it was full of coal, and I bawled my eyes out. Oh, oh Myra. So many Bowie. stories of you crying. Yeah. What's going on there? Well, you're a sensitive little guy. Yeah. With a big heart. It was it was really my cousin. Uh, no, like he's fault. Chris is serious. You have a, a enlarged heart. This is how we thought is... would be the best way to tell you. <laughs> so Is that why it's beating so hard right now? You got a couple good weeks left and then, you know, yeah. then you won't have to worry about anything anymore. How about that? You won't have yeah. to fix people's computers anymore. You got to look on the bright side yeah, of look. life. I'm ready. Always look on the bright side of death. <laughs> what are you playing? Yeah, it's the garage band. On the oh, iPad. garage band thing on the iPad. Yeah. There. I was thinking, uh, Matt can Matt, you can play it because you know chords. We can make yeah. appointment songs. Well, I don't like this chord structure because it, it just this chord structure they have just sounds like a uh, medieval. Can we can we try? This mic doesn't. So work. That mic doesn't hear. work. That mic doesn't work. Oh. <laughs> can I tell you a great Muppet story? That uh... if you could sing it like you're <laughs> a minstrel. What am I? What do you want me to sing? A Muppet story. The, the Muppet story or the Fraggle Rock. What do you have to tell? Oh, the Muppet story. Just to tell the Muppet. Story. Um, Jimmy Fallon told me a story one time that was not on a podcast and had no rhyme. It seems that NBC in the 60s once lived Some plumbing in a wall and two men that existed Named Jim Henson and Frank Oz 
One time while waiting for the Steve Allen show Or a show I cannot quite recall They were waiting for hours and took some pipe cleaners And made some Muppets in the pipe walls And to this very day you still can see the Muppet Pipes And Frank, I saw it recently and tears he had to wipe Apparently it used to be Max Weinberg's dressing room And the seven And if I ever saw it, I would make a stinky boom In my pants Oh, your majesty, no! My hands on my tongue Why are you making me decide? Why are you making me decide my own fate? My hands on my tongue That was a great story That was actually I would have cried too That's actually actually the the story that... uh, uh, and I, I, I didn't get to see them up at pipes, but apparently they're there. And so Fallon had them. Uh, they've survived for decades. That Henson and Oz just got bored while waiting for the show, so they they turned these exposed pipes in the wall into Muppets. And uh, and then Fallon. Ha- and so it used to be Max Weinberg's dressing room. And so if you wanted to see him, you'd have to knock on the door and be like, "Hey, Max, can I show him the Muppets?" <laughs> and uh, and so then when Fallon took over the show, they just put glass over it and lights in it. And oh, so now it's a di- now it's a display. That's oh, awesome. Wow. And a fucking great really story. Cool. And then Frank Oz had just forgotten about it. And so when he was came around, I don't know when he came around, but then they showed him and he just was like, oh my God. You you know, like, ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That fucking story gets me. That's a fucking great story. Right here in my non enlarged heart. Should we, uh, should we quim it? Sure. Do you want to play? Uh... Oh, yeah. Oh. Question. Yes, I got in. Here's a quillin, here's a coming, here's a quillin, here's a quillin, here's a coming. There's no rehearsal, it's a coming, it's a quillin. Hashtag, I'm sick of Chris doing his rock voice on the show, I get it, okay? You guys, on the hostful episodes, they never let the guest talk. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Garage Bandit. Garage Bandit! Um, were, you, were you just trying to do a wah-wah pedal with your hand? Yeah, I was trying to. I was using it like it was a... Uh, <laughs> like I a, wish we had like, like a, a trumpet. I trumpet. wish we had a, uh, like a place and I could like keep like a guitar. Your wish has granted. What? Well, you can just put a guitar in here. Really? I don't want to leave a guitar here. I don't have any cheap ones. <laughs> so that's where the money goes that I'm paying you? No, I have not bought, <laughs> a, I have not bought a guitar <laughs> in... Three, two years. I haven't bought a guitar. Where the money the goes, that, uh, WebSuit pays Blaine. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Got many guitars. Yeah. What, what's the What's the last guitar you bought? Uh, Les Paul. Nice. What's your most cherished guitar? The uh, John Mayer Signature Martin. Just because it's a limited run of four hundred and four, they made three left-handed. I heard that fretboard is a wonderland. I have one of the three left-handed they made, and I actually have Slash's <laughs> Guitar Tech fixing it. Oh, really? Yeah. Down at Paradise City Guitars. Uh, I just found out there's no such thing as the real world. Um, (laughs) Guys, why would you mock these awesome lyrics? But I'm not. I'm not. not, What are you talking about? I I was just. I was just free. It's a great guitar. It's an O. It's an orchestra model. You know, those are like smaller. Speaking of the real world, Puck just got arrested. Yeah. Finally. Why is that news? It's not. Shouldn't be. When Tech gets arrested, there. That's news. Who picked that up? (laughs) The AP should have been like, man. Yeah. 
you know, slow news day with all these primaries getting going. I mean, <laughs> snore. <laughs> What's that all about? Uh, we got one from Steven. Steven writes a question. You know, they made a Dave Matthews edition Taylor guitar. Hi, Chris, Matt, and Jonah. I've been listening to the podcast since day one and always love when you guys give TV slash movie recommendations like Doctor Who. Thank you for that, by the way. You're welcome. Being born in the 90s. What? That's possible? Jesus Christ. You should marry that 50-something-year-old guy. You could legally fuck someone who was born in the 90s? Oh, my heart! (laughs) Being born in the 90s, I feel like I missed out on many amazing sketch comedy TV shows and was wondering if you might be able to do a list of some of your must-watch shows. You didn't miss that many. Don't worry. Everyone misses something when they're born after a certain time Yeah, but fortunately now we have access to everything. Um, was wait was Mr. Show two thousand or like ninety nine? No, 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 it was, uh, was ninety four, ninety four to ninety eight. Oh my God, was it no, really that long ago? Ninety four, ninety six to two thousand. It wasn't until 2000. Yeah, it was. You can look that up, and it was not until 2000. I will look it up. Do it now. Internet movie database. Settle this argument in your face. All right. Um, I can't help but feel jubilant whenever I listen to the podcast. You saw that J-E-W? No. Jubilant? Jubilant. Whenever I listen to the podcast, I know all of you guys work hard to keep the podcast up and running to give us such great content. So thank you. Giving us nerds, geeks, dorks, and dweebs, something else when we come. Uh, Shows that were on... That you might not be aware of. I don't know. It's hard to say because I don't the know fu- what the the, the Dana Jonah, Carvey Jonah's show. Right. Jonah's right. I was right. Jonah's right. Uh oh. That's the fucking name of this podcast. You can't co- fucking. This episode's called Jonah's fu- right. I will listen if I'm Shit. wrong on a fact. I will admit it. Ninety-five to ninety-eight. Ninety-five to ninety-eight. Wow. I, I was off by one. Didn't year. realize it was that long ago. Yeah. Uh, shows to watch. Uh, Dana Carvey show was D- great. Dana Carvey show was great. Larry Sanders show is not. I thought he just wanted sketch. Oh no! He said a sketch slash comedy TV uh, show. Sketch comedy TV shows. So, um, um, and so, well, while he's at it, well, if you can find the Gary Shandling show, which is on DVD now, it's watch the that. Gary Shandling show. It's the Gary Shandling, which is so you know what I just realized about crazy. you guys. You're the two guys who work in the record store in High Fidelity. I've been that guy <laughs> for a while. You, you are, and therefore you can be, and therefore are right. wrong. Yeah, yeah. Who's Jack Black, and who is the other guy? You're I'm, a little. You're a little above. I'm John Cusack. Uh, no, you're not. You're not. Nice. If anyone is Cusack, <laughs> and then the wrong box. No, well. I thought you were Tim Robbins. Oh, Get your patchouli stick out of my store. Ian Moving. guy. <laughs> what fucking Ian, Ian guy? Um, other TV shows. Uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 the movie. I mean, you probably know all these things already. You know, I, I there must like be some hidden gems. You know, if you can get a hold of the day today or Brass Eye or any of the Alan Partridge shows, you know, the British imports. Yeah. Uh, um, what else did I? What other comedies did I watch in the, in the in the in the in the nineteen hundreds? There was this really funny show called Seinfeld. Seinfeld's good. Um, oh, everyone's uh, going in for a soup, soup today. Is this soup today? Yeah, soup is tonight. Yeah, they usually do it Thursdays. I saw Joel earlier. Yeah, I think because uh, some... KP's going on vacation tomorrow. That's right. Hey, look at all those, uh, those bunch of G4 interns going to the scene. They go to everything. Wow. Wish I had the time. And they get college credit. Uh, here's one. Why for... can't I think of more comedies? Oh, I can't uh... know what I fucking watched in the 90s. Other, you know, oh, the Ben Stiller show. Ben Stiller show, The State. Um, yes, yes, thank you. I really, really hope that they end up making that What Hot American Summer prequel. Yeah, <laughs> they're trying to make fucking it. It's so amazing. fucking good. Um, and uh, Friends. Okay, moving <laughs> on. We got Taylor Bulk here. 
Uh, hi, Chris, Jonah, and Matt. I really enjoy you guys talking about comedy open mics in L.A. Unfortunately, I live in the Bay Area, and I'm trying to be a stand-up comedian. What do you mean, unfortunately? Some of the best comedians working today are from the Bay Area. Yeah, San Francisco is a great area. Well, the only place like, I have found is Tommy T's in Pleasanton, which is a, a really good punk band called Your Mother was from there. Um, and the Internet is really not helpful. So it would be awesome if you could point me in the direction of some good open mics. Yeah, I drive don't five and a half hours south. Wait, um, I'm five. wondering, isn't, isn't a special thing list like regional? I think, yeah, go to aspecialthing.com. Um, they usually have, uh, they have some, it's a message board, and usually they have uh, places, uh, specific cities where you can look up open mics and stuff like that. Um, also, also you, there any, must be an SF Weekly you could pick up. SF Weekly, I mean, that's how I find my, found my first open mic was LA Weekly. I looked that up, and it was the Bruco. Yep. The first one I ever went to. Um, actually, no, the Haha ha Cafe was. Oh, in the oh, Valley. Yeah, that place was horrible. Um, but... Uh, you know, also there's are there are a handful of clubs, comedy clubs in in San Francisco, which I'm sure have open mic nights that you can sign up for. Yep. Um, so yeah, San Francisco. Luck, San Francisco is not like that guy who wrote us from Huntsville, Alabama. Like San Francisco has a comedy scene. There's the yeah. Purple Onion. The Purple Onion. There's Cobbs. There's the Punchline. The well, Green Room. I've still always open. felt like uh-huh. the Green Room. Still Even open. Boston, I always felt like really didn't have. A lot. The Boston of, comedy scene apparently has died theaters. down considerably yeah. since the days that, uh, like Louis and those yeah, yeah, yeah. and Merman and those guys. Yeah, were. Yeah. Really, when I left, it kind of just went. Yeah, down. yeah. You, yeah. you were when the you started. Pin. When you started, was, you were the um, pin that held that scene <laughs> together, unknowingly. Uh, but yeah, you just uh, I mean, you know, there's comics still there, right? I mean, most of I think most Casher moved down here, but uh, Alex Cole, who just released Wizard Hello, um, very funny Alex, very Cole. funny guy. Um, he's a uh, Oh, he's up there still. Robin you know, Williams is still up there. You can also go, I think, um, is it Sunday nights or Tuesday nights? The the punchline does like a, you know, like a comic show that a lot of the comics go to. You just have to start talking to other comics, too, and asking them, like, where do you guys go? Yeah, I mean, but don't be creepy and hang around too much. I mean, just... <laughs> no, it's all right to, it's all right to ask. Hmm. It's all right to ask, but... There are probably, you know, a bunch of shows that don't even get listed in the SF Weekly, but you just have to create friend circles yeah. and, you know, do a little regional networking. Friends. Get in there. Ask questions. Get oh, answers. Comments. Make plans. Get quimments. Oh, Jesus Christ. We got to go. Oh, we 7.45 done? and your oh. meltdown shows tonight Shit. that I'm doing. That's right. It's going to be a good show tonight. Who's on besides me? Uh, we got um, Tommy Jonigan. Oh, I love Tommy Jonigan. Yeah, we got James Adomian before he's moving to New York, which I don't like understand. Adomian, brilliant. Wait, let me just say something about Tommy Jonigan. Tommy Jonigan is one of those guys that could probably do the alternative rooms and the mainstream rooms. He reminds me of like Ray Romano in the sense that his jokes are so fucking good, but they are accessible to a wider audience than just the alternative scene. Like he writes, you know, really solid, like mainstream themed jokes yeah and he's he's i think he's going to be huge That's someday awesome. tommy jonigan uh jordan morris from uh this, uh from jordan boy Jesse detective the boy detective um i was on their show last week and it was a delight i love those guys so much they're great on fuel tv i'm sure uh no 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 i was on uh uh jordan jesse go that, oh jordan J-J- i've been on fuel tv i've been on that daily J-J-Go. go yeah, JJ Go. It's a good. I mean, I'm sure anyone who listens to ours probably also checks. Probably those listen out. to there. But if you sound yeah. a young America, Jordan, Jesse, Go, any of the any of the stuff that uh, Jesse Thorne's got. Yeah, going exactly. On, Here's good. something I want you to finish uh, this. Um, my Gmail account felt the need to inform me. Newspapers can be reused as wrapping paper for gifts. Noodle stories. Yep, exactly. That was from Brian S. Yeah, 
Um, or do do it again. <clears throat> Newspapers can be reused as wrapping paper for gifts. Zenith of moments. <laughs> no, that should be a. And then that's when I found out that newspapers can be reused as wrapping paper for gifts. Zenith of a moment. <laughs> Was it Zenith of a moment or Zenith of moments? Zenith uh, of moments. Yeah, yeah, Zenith of moments. Zenith of moments. A Zenith of moments. Um, and a couple uh, new releases this week on the old album charts. Let's see what you got there written down on your tiny piece of paper, Jonah Ray. I wrote because I was checking out some new stuff today, uh, today that came out this week. Pick up um, It's a, a pick. Pick It's a recommendation. It's a recommendation. We'll just keep yeah. recycling the portmanteau yeah. formula. It's a NASA. It's a trip. It's a NASA trip. A trip. <laughs> a dipple uh, dipple. It's a tweet. Well, tweet up is actually a portmanteau. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, uh, there's a guy from uh, Tokyo Police Club, a band that I don't really like. A guy from that band, Graham Wright, just released a album called Shirts vs. Skins, and it kind of has a uh, They Might Be Giants uh, mixed with uh, moldy peaches, a little bit of the more kind of ulti countryside with Jayhawks and Clem Snide, but the f- first track on it, it's called Chuckle Fucks, so I think it's, it's got a, lot, a good sense of humor. It's really catchy, really uh, cute, Fact fun songs. Fact-based songs like TM, They Might Be Giants? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like no, nothing like that, but then the spirit of just kind of having fun and a lot of different instrument. Instrumentation, a lot of kind of like jumping genres from song to song. Got so teased by they might be giants. Someone tweeted uh, at TMBG, "You should be on the Nerdist podcast." They tweeted back something like, "Sounds great." And then so I go in and I'm like, "And all caps, probably no spaces." <laughs> and I never heard back from them. Oh, they're busy guys. They have to make a song guy. a day. I don't even think they live here. Uh, and then uh, Tame Impala from. Australia. Oh, they, yeah. Um, a really good uh, kind of uh, psychedelic. The, the singer kind of sounds close to uh, later day John Lennon. Real fuzzy, real psychedelic, really cool kind of rock stuff there. Later so. day John Lennon. <laughs> uh, dead? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, just like like last minute day. I'm no longer like, alive. Uh, today, some news came out that John Lennon, uh, his, uh, his personal assistant, said that he was planning on voting for Reagan. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, he had turned crazy right, and he viewed the guy who wrote the song "Imagine" as a uh, as a as a naive dude, a pinko commie. Yeah, he got we got way into uh, Reagan. And that's your music fun fact for the day. <laughs> Back to you, Chris, on the other side of the desk. Oh, we might not have a hostful next week because I'll be gone. Yeah, you're going to be at your NASA tree. Oh, we'll, have, we'll have a host. Oh, oh shit. Sure. <laughs> Matt, there's not going to be it'll, a, be, it'll oh. be better. No, no it won't. Is that what you wanted to hear? My anyway, I, <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, you got a long you got a long ride there fishing for compliments. Yeah. Buddy. <laughs> My Rabooey. It's like 12 feet. Yeah. What was the name we came up with <laughs> you again? My Rabooey. No, 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 guys, Mayra you Bowie. forgot it. You forgot My Rabooey. My Rabooey. I feel like I remember My Rabooey. That wasn't it. Well. That wasn't it. it just Big C says, the... vote My Rabooey. It was a different thing. <laughs> Team My Rabooey. I'm excited for your NASA tweet up, and I really hope I, I gave you. I gave you a Canon EOS 60D that you're going to take down there. Uh, I get to keep it. It's you, really great. You need to dig up yourself an, an SDHC card. I already ordered one on Amazon. Okay, good. Be here on Friday. It needs to be at least a number four. 16 gigas. Gigas. 16 gigawatts. Podcast. Oh, oh who's, <laughs> no, who's on the, the phone? phone. Who's what do you mean you accidentally answered the phone? Your face fell in the phone? Sorry, he no, thought, no, we were so, so we're comfortable in conversation, we're Chris, that he thought we were to? just Who are you talking to? I'm talking to Deanna. Oh, oh. Deanna, okay, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, Deanna, say hello. To the podcast. 
Uh, hey, we're taking calls. We got one lucky listener. Uh, hey, you're listening to uh, Kato. Who's this? Caller, go ahead. Uh, turn down your radio. Deanna? What? Uh, say hello. You're on the Nerdist Podcast. Who, who is this? <laughs> she doesn't want to be on. All right, Dad, so I heard that uh, your boyfriend is such a fucking idiot that he ran his bike I'm into a idiot. Chevy Tuck. I was just trying to make fun of him. Uh, Caller, if you're not going to turn on your radio, we're going to have to go. <laughs> well, I think we're going to have to let her go. I don't know what's going on here. We're wrapping up right now. We're wrapping up right now. Hey. I'm just going to repeat everything Jonah says, but in a radio voice. Does that, does that, does that, does that, oh, oh sorry. That, I'm sorry, no, no, no. Does that soundboard no, work right now? I just, stop saying what I'm saying. Chris, does that right, soundboard work? I'm sorry. I'm seeing a little bit, I'm sorry. Right, bye. bye. Damn it. I wonder, oh. what, I wonder what track it's on. I don't know, I'm looking for the, nothing's marked, oh wait, wait, nothing's marked here, let's see, if I can, if I can find this in the next second, uh, uh that's, that, that, that's the instant replay machine, <laughs> instant replay, silence, extreme, Burbank, um. Yeah, I don't see it. Throw Damn them all it. up. Throw them all up. What? No, I don't want to. Oh, I don't want to hit the wrong thing. Then throw them all back down. <laughs> I wonder if that that's not CD one, two, or three. It's not phones. It's not open. Um, it's not. It's not this. Oh, and I just hit a good one too. Damn it! It's my dream. Damn it! To get that to work. I don't know how to. I think. Uh... Too bad. Oh, oh, wait, guys, ready? I think I found it. Oh. No. Oh. So sure of myself. We're not going to ruin the surprise. We'll eventually figure yet, out how it works. And I've then... fallen into a chamber of failure. <laughs> this Zenith of Moments has been brought to you by <laughs> Zenith. Zenith of Moments. <laughs> From a distance. All right. I think uh, Matt Myra is green and blue. Myra Bowie, Myra Bowie, enjoy your burrito. Myra's watching us. My real watching Enjoy your burrito It's a fucking show Jump the shark man I'm gonna register my complaints in the comments section I can't <laughs> fucking believe these jerks Show used to mean something Show used to mean something it used to be used to stand for something used to be about people used to be about people used to be about people and things Now it's just and ads and you have players Put your mic cover back on, Myra Bowie. Myra Bowie, Myra Bowie, enjoy your burrito. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. I have missed these Friday night dinners. Mm. Here, welcome to Harvey Graw. At these family dinners, Delicious, everyone. dysfunction is served. I can't have you all messing things up for my entire adult life. Oh, I'm sorry. Do we embarrass you? Jump, jump, jump! Sorry, better than I dared to dream. They're extra. Let the wild rumpus start! And they're embarrassing. We know how hard it is to move on from the first girl that you ever slept with. Not the first girl who I ever slept with. Yeah, 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 right. You're a regular lady killer. I thought you said it was going to be boring here tonight. No! I really hoped it would be. But they couldn't love each other more. Surprise! Mom and Dad being totally normal. Wow. So, dinner next Friday, everyone? Wouldn't miss for the world. Dinner with the Parents, Season 1. Stream free, only on Freebie.